Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to another episode of Monday Musings, parenting podcast for Muslim families. Your co-hosts Iram and Irada here today to discuss another important topic which is very important for women, particularly those who are, you know, have been pregnant, delivered babies and are mothers currently. And we have a very special guest with us today, inshallah, Aisha Abrar, who happens to be a student of knowledge in fiqh and tafsir. And she is also a certified doula and breastfeeding counselor. She is certified by Amani Childbirth uh, Educator. She has her holistic motherhood and holistic health and wellness course in Ilm Institute by Dr. Bilal Phillips. She's a mom of two, 10-year-old girl, and is currently expecting her second child. And she strives to be an example to her children. And uh, her family also do a number of community empowering initiatives, mashallah. And uh, Sister Aisha, welcome on board, mashallah. We're very excited to have you here with us today. Uh, Actually, a few correction. I'm not yet certified doula or a childbirth. I'm still a trainee. And uh, I, actually, I think my mistake, I had just typed 2.10. It's just I'm uh, having a two-year-old girl. She's two years, 10 months. <laughs> I'm just mother of one, but expecting my second, inshallah. Okay, mashallah. <laughs> mashallah, jazakallah khair for clarifying that. Yes, it's very important. I, I did the typo while I sent it, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, mashallah. You you have done a lot of uh, community things in the past, uh, mashallah, and uh, you know, uh, yeah. trying to empower mothers. But we are here today to discuss something that is related to women's health, right? And that is something that is your expertise. And the questions we will be tackling today: women's health during pregnancy and breastfeeding why it's important and why do most of us women neglect their own health? And I'd like to start with a little story of a broken tooth. So what happened to me about two months ago as I was just brushing my teeth casually, my four teeth came off. Not one, not two, four, right, subhanAllah. And um, I was very upset naturally. But more than upset, I was very angry with myself. Why? Why was I angry with myself? Because I had six back-to-back -back pregnancies, seven in fact, because I had one mis miscarriage, right? And subhanAllah, I have never been consistent with my calcium intake or uh, prenatal multivitamins intake and you know, all these things that doctors advise you. And in fact, in the UK, they even give you free calcium during pregnancy, right? And I remember they used to just sit on my countertop. I used to take maybe once a week, once every 10 days. And subhanAllah, I, I don't know what I thought in that moment. I'm too young, you know, I'm not going to age. I'm healthy, nothing will happen. But each child, each pregnancy takes so much from a woman, takes so much. And I'm talking that from experience. And before you know it, your back starts hurting, your tooth starts hurting, you, you start experiencing pain here and there, subhanAllah. 
because it's not easy to deliver a child, to grow a child in your womb and to deliver it and to breastfeed is another challenge, right? SubhanAllah. Challenge upon challenge. Yeah. And why, why, why do you think, you know, why do, why do most women, why do we neglect our own health? And what are the things that we should look out for during breastfeeding and during pregnancy? Okay. Um, first, I think I should be telling... Uh, the reasons why we are neglecting our health because it's like kind of become a default for us when we become mothers or even if uh, before that during the pregnancy first thing is like the first pregnancy is often we are not very confident of how we are going to uh, how our body is going to react so we are completely at the loss of information the important thing is that uh, especially in our culture indian culture we are not given the training or the right information before we become pregnant that, okay, this is how your body changes. This is what you need to expect when you start with the pregnancy. Even for myself, even as being sec uh, pregnant for the second time, first time, Alhamdulillah, I didn't have many symptoms. Like you have these nausea and vomiting. But even though I knew that existed, for my second pregnancy, I got very worried when I started having the vomiting and the nausea since I was facing that for the first time. For my first child, I didn't face many symptoms. So the whole pregnancy went on smooth for all nine months. But now, after experiencing so what is so common with the woman, nausea and vomiting, I started questioning again, okay, whether everything is fine with myself. Why am I having this? And I started looking out for information because I have been trained into childbirth education and breastfeeding. Somehow I had the resources. I had the expertise to look for, to, to ask why this is happening. And they gave me some important information it could be because of the vitamin b6 deficiency the vomiting and nausea is usually because of that and when you have those supplements you will be fine uh, better in the form of food to be taken rather than in the form of supplements so everything they start educating you for it throughout your pregnancy you know what to expect and you know who to ask when you don't know now the problem is that we are not taught who to ask. We are only taught to rely on our doctors. Now, doctors are good with the best intentions. They try to solve our problems, but they come later in the complication stages where they have to solve a problem. Now, getting pregnant is not a problem, but when we don't know how to manage our pregnancy is a problem. It leads to more problems. When we don't manage our pregnancy, our birth becomes a problem. It becomes more traumatic. And then we start facing issues in breastfeeding and the postpartum journey. It leads to the depression. It leads to breastfeeding issues. It goes problem after problem after problem. So once we start, once we are not knowledgeable in the beginning stage itself, that problem which arises during pregnancy makes us rely upon the doctor to, to such an extent that we need to solve all problems. So we need to go to only to the doctor. So once we start educating ourselves, which I started in my first pregnancy, even though at a small scale, I started a bit to know about my pregnancy, what to expect. So to an extent, I was able to maneuver my pregnancy and convince my doctor for a natural delivery, even though she wasn't very happy about it. But Alhamdulillah, we get the confidence in ourselves that our body is ours and Allah has given our body to birth. A purpose is there and we are made naturally to give birth. Maryam alayhi salam, the way Allah had told her to, you know, put an effort into the birthing and labor. So we know that our bodies are created for this. And we need to be first confident that we can birth a child. We can take care of ourselves. 
during pregnancy when we have the right source of information and the right people to look out for before the problem comes in. So obviously after the problem comes in, we need to go to the doctor. So this stage where we don't have any problems and our pregnancy is treated as a problem, that's where we, uh, we, we lack in you know not taking care of ourselves. We just, for everything, when we start going to the doctor and they start giving us medications, uh, thinking that it is a problem, then we could end up with more side effects and it, it could, you know, makes, makes us more dependent on someone else's views than, you know, listening to our own bodies during the whole of pregnancy. The next comes is because we are not able to process the information or get so much of time to get the information regarding our bodies because we are having so many responsibilities to look after our families. Our situation, our daily routine gets so uh, hectic that we forget ourselves at the end of the day. It's like, okay, everything is done. The house is clean. The food is cooked. Children are taken care of. Husband is looked after. Family is looked after. So, okay, fine. Our last bit is like, okay, take a Panadol and then go to sleep. So it's like that for us. We are looking after others without looking after ourselves. So by the time, like we said, by, by the time we start aging, we then realize that, okay, this is what I haven't done. And then finally, even the family blames us for not looking after ourselves, why we didn't look after ourselves when we had the time, when we had the age. So when we start looking, we, we, are, the, we are like treated as a sacrificing individuals that we look after others first and then with time permits, we start looking after ourselves. That self-care attitude is what we need to develop, which we don't have. Even for me, though I know this, I still lack in it because it's like the situation is so demanding. Even having a single toddler, the situation gets so demanding at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't have the energy to look after myself. I even just if it's just, you know, having a, a warm, putting warm water on your face, I'll be like, it doesn't make any effect. So what's the use? I just want to go and sleep. So it's like that. Our routine gets so busy and so tied up with thinking about others that we don't have energy to think about ourselves. We are not left with that energy to think about ourselves. So the time problem, the society influence, the culture, the pressure, the routine, it's all the external factors that get us so involved in that process. We forget ourselves. We forget that self-care. We forget that our bodies need that rest, need that care, need that uh, timely, timely intervention to think what exactly is happening so that we even, our future births are more healthier and our children are more healthier. Because if we are not looking after ourselves now and we are in the self-sacrificing mode every single part of the day is when we start, uh, even our birth, the, the fetus, everything can be affected. So eventually the child would not be healthy. So it, the cycle might carry on. So this is a problem, the education, the information, the kind of exposure, the responsibilities get so jumbled up in our daily lives is when we don't get time to look after ourselves. That's what I have like noticed from whatever the community work I've been doing and even in my own situation, but Alhamdulillah in my situation, because of uh, like we have, I have a supportive husband who also advocates for, you know, you need to know about these things. You need to teach your daughter about these things. And this is a good, like it could also be a good sadaqa jariya. If I'm, uh, even if I don't become a professional childbirth educator, whatever I have trained in myself, I just teach her, like she teaches her sisters, her sisters get this like whole process, you know, it goes on to the generation to generation. So 
even as in amani there are amani dads also so it's like for me my husband i keep telling him that he's going to be an amani dad and they are going to support their wives and their children to have this education so that tomorrow they know what is going to happen in the body and how they are going to birth a child so that education helps them to go further in life so uh this kind of a challenge is faced by every woman the only thing is she needs to know how to maneuver her time and effort towards taking care of herself for having a healthy pregnancy and eventually having a healthy breastfeeding journey because if the pregnancy is not healthy it's traumatic and if she doesn't have information she doesn't know what questions to ask before her uh, delivery and before her labor she can end up in postpartum depression which is very very common i myself had a postpartum depression for a month because i didn't know some things and uh, my doctor had uh, made me scared of, about a lot of things so i was literally thinking that i'm going to die that was the only thing in my mind for after my daughter's birth after one month slowly 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 i started healing and that's when i realized that this was a phase of a depression that i went through i really it was like totally rejecting your child you know that that phase which comes and then it takes more time to bond with a child so that phase which i also went through uh many mothers go through because of traumatic birth or either it, they go through and they try to neglect even that also the depression that they go through because they have so many other responsibilities or they have their extended family relatives coming in and trying to put in their advice which is of the best interest but then it could just make her overwhelmed and overloaded with too many information and she does everything whatever they say and then she does even whatever she wants and it's all a confusion so we need to streamline our uh attitude towards our own body and then self care and getting in the right information to have a healthy pregnancy and healthy breastfeeding journey inshallah yeah mashallah that this is very this is very informative you know everything that you have highlighted you have pointed out is so true and I just I I want to emphasize again the importance of nutrition in pregnancy yeah again this is something with your expertise sister Aisha I remember I think in 2012 I did a nutrition course um, that that was when I was already a mother of three yes three and I was expecting my fourth child and I did a nutrition course in the UK and I remember the the instructor telling me Irada you are made in the womb of your grandmother not your mother your grandmother yeah. and i was blown away by the information like what do you mean right panalla the way you look after yourself you tend to yourself you care for yourself during this pregnancy is not going to have a direct impact on your child mm -hmm. but rather on their children as well yeah. and this is something really crucial yeah mm -hmm. this is something that i think a lot of the times subhanallah i also remember the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you know uh, when he noticed a pregnant lady walking you know uh, a bit awkwardly um, he pointed out that uh, be mindful of that child um, you know in you basically like take care of yourself you know and subhanallah even to the extent of the way we walk right should be taken care of because we are responsible for that child that allah has blessed us with 
in our womb. But I think a lot of the time, like you said, you know, maybe because due to lack of information or we just operate on a default mode, we don't consider these things until much later, until much later. And I know now, subhanAllah, how my first children are more healthier than my later children. I'm not sure, Iram, if you can tell, uh, but I can tell the difference, you know, they, they, they have much, like my eldest especially, she has much healthy body and she has very strong immunity system. She's never been ill, mashallah, like in 14 years compared to my fifth child, right? Because by then I was just like, you know, degraded in my own health, right? SubhanAllah. So um, what, with regards to nutrition, particularly, right? Which has a direct effect on the development of the fetus. What would you advise? What should um, pregnant women's diet should be like? Okay. Um, now, in my first pregnancy, when I didn't have any symptoms, I had more options to choose from since uh, my first month. Because since I didn't have any symptoms, I could eat anything, whatever I want, like at home or at home itself. I could cook also. I had the energy. I didn't lose my energy. So I didn't face much of an issue with my diet. It was normal home cooked food. Sometimes I had outside food when it was difficult for me to cook. Now in my second pregnancy, actually I am now a breastfeeding counselor, but then the challenge was I had symptoms three uh, till my 14 weeks vomiting and nausea and I literally didn't have I had zero energy to even go to the kitchen it was all managing that hormonal effects and the vomiting and the nausea and plus a toddler with in front of me my husband works long hours so for me it was very tough to manage my own health because it was new to me also and then it was with a toddler and so I'm like literally experiencing two new things at the same time and I was in a, a dilemma many times as to what to do so it's like literally for a month, I had to have most of the outside food because I literally couldn't cook. And then later on, slowly, 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 as uh, months, as uh, weeks pass by, and uh, finally, my uh, gain back my energy. So that's when I uh, I got a maid, and then that's when I started having the home cooked food and my I felt my energy levels and my uh, everything everything changed but then even though I knew the importance of nutrition at that time it was just not possible because of the routine because of the pressures around me and then I had to handle my own pregnancy all alone so to an extent it like my graph went down where I had to have outside food and then I started coming back to home cooked food and reducing the amount of outside food but it still is a challenge that, you know, the, the nutrition is very important. At least it's like, you know, the nutrition is tied to your gut microbiome, the, the, the gut health. So whatever you eat affects your gut and affects your baby's gut also. And when the baby is born, they show it up either in the form of colic or reflux or whatever problems come up after birth, during breastfeeding especially. Now, the main thing to keep in mind is to keep your gut healthy. Even if you have outside food, sometimes you need to um, reshape your gut. Like there are foods 
once you get back to your healthy eating habits, even if you have eaten outside for some time, when you get back to healthy eating habits, having proper nuts, fruits, vegetables, home-cooked food, uh, and looking after your stress levels, sleep, all these things will carry a package for you which will help you heal your gut back to normal. It's gut, the, the gut will not permanently change when you have something outside or when you get stressed, but it does affect your health more, but you need to take more steps to get it back to normal. Sleep, uh, have a good amount of sleep or have a good rest in between, reduce the stress. But I still feel personally that having like managing a, a toddler alone is it's very challenging for the stress levels and for the healthy eating habits. Because even if you eat healthy, if you have the stress, it may not carry positive effect on your pregnancy. And even if you are not stressed, but eating not healthy, then also it will affect your gut. So you need to balance that out by, you know, there. that's where self-care comes in. Like sometimes you just need to leave things to a little bit, like get lenient with your child and all that tarbiya and all the parenting and all the information comes into play where you have to relax yourself plus you need to have time for yourself and eat healthy as well so that you're healing from 360 degrees you know holistic healing takes place so when that is not happening then eventually there's a possibility that your pregnancy your labor your delivery from that time onwards it does get affected and you will see the symptoms like if you know that you are not feeling healthy then even during your pregnancy you will feel that something is not right and i could feel, i can feel in this pregnancy because Obviously, the energy is utilized more into looking after a child and then you're pregnant and then you're also handling things alone. So it takes more energy for you to build up when you need to eat something well. Because in the first pregnancy, it's just that you can sit in one place. You don't have anyone to look after. You just need to eat right and then you need to take care of your health. But in the second one, you're looking after someone plus you're looking after yourself. So it requires more effort, more planning and uh, more schedule or routine to set up all your care for yourself as well as for your child at the same time simultaneously you're basically kind of multitasking things so the nutrition only will help you maintain that energy levels to look after yourself as well as to look after your child also at the same time because it's all in one it comes all in one for your second pregnancies and further first pregnancy is just you and your pregnancy and you're looking after yourself somehow you have the time to sit quiet or sleep but second pregnancy onward is where you start looking into more. And this is what uh, first pregnancy, I didn't have any supplements. And Alhamdulillah, there was not much like deficiencies to a very greater extent. It could be solved later on. But my second pregnancy, I literally felt that, you know, I was feeling more weak. I needed some supplements. So prenatals and um, vitamin B6 and folic acid, everything I was taking. So that's how your mental state as a mother will keep telling you like, okay, something is not right. You need to have your supplements or if you... You need to eat right. You need to just balance your stress levels, everything. You need to plan out and sort it. So that's my, from my experience, that's how, what I learned. And even as uh, for during breastfeeding, the diet is totally different from what you have been eating during pregnancy. So during breastfeeding, you need to have all the warm foods that help you produce the milk and same things, reducing stress levels. Because even if you're eating 100% right, but you're not getting this rest you need or you know, you are still facing stress, your milk supply will drop. You will face a lot of issues that will carry on with the latch issues that will go again with your nutrition. So it will all become mixed up. 
So you need to relax and stay stress-free. You need to also be educated about the breastfeeding issues and whom to approach during breastfeeding. Actually, the first thing women do is like whenever they face a breastfeeding issue or something, they go to a doctor and then that's it. The, it's the start of the formula milks. So that cycle starts without uh, diagnosing the right condition or the right issue behind the breastfeeding. It's just termed as a low milk supply and then it starts off with a formula milk, which is not the right approach. They need to know how to first solve it themselves and see what exactly for themselves is whether the issue is just could be just a latch issue, it could be just a reflux, it could be a scolic, which could be solved in a day or two. Or it could just take a week for the baby to get accustomed to the latch. It could be a tongue tie issue. It could be other issues where on a higher level, they could go to a lactation consultant, the local lactation consultant. We are there as breastfeeding counselors to guide you, to help you understand your issue and to a, la a larger level, then we can even also refer you to lactation consultants locally. So it will help them treat their own issues without the need of formula milk. When mostly they are not needed in the case, only in the cases of very, where the mother is having some sort of infection which can pass on to the child or where the mother is not uh, physically available at that point of time in a difficult situation, it makes it necessary for her. So these are the things we need to keep in mind for the breastfeeding, for the pregnancy, a different diet. We need to know what kind of diet we need to follow. And usually in pregnancy, we could eat everything as long as it's beneficial for the baby. And we are eating everything in moderate amounts and being active uh, throughout your pregnancy is important. So these are the things that would help maintain a nutrition level, a good nutrition level and an active stress-free lifestyle for achieving a healthy pregnancy. Uh, at least to reach to a natural delivery and then go on to a successful breastfeeding journey. I mean, <clears throat> I don't have space to say anything here, alhamdulillah. So uh, I, I would just say jazakallahu khair for, for all the information that you've shared. Like Sister Iroda said, um, I think Sister Iroda and I, we, uh, I know we're not dinosaurs yet, <laughs> <laughs> we're still we're still in the prime of our age but when it comes to um i'm sorry if i'm speaking on your behalf also if it's not true you can definitely say no no this is not my case but i honestly think that we the earlier millennials what happened with us was um there was not so much awareness we did not have uh amani births or doula births or all of this around us i did not know of any i only knew you get pregnant you go to the doctor you, it's time for the baby you go to the doctor medicine 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 the 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 mainstream medicine we were taught like if you're going the other way than that, the midwife way, it is either because you cannot afford the hospital or either because it's uh, your means do not meet, you know, and it, it, I don't know why. I don't know why. But actually, maybe I do know. It's lack of education. That's the only that's the only answer that I can get for myself that I did not even think of the natural way of birthing. And I did not even think even, uh, you know, uh, these medications and these nutritions. I had multivitamins on my counter as well. I never ate them because they, 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 they tasted and they smelled like, Wah. and um, about the postpartum depression, like everything I think in, in, in our time, and it is not a long time, like just 14 years back, like our, our, both our children, our eldest are just 14 years, mashallah. So they, I think at that time it was very um, medical centered. I think that, I mean, and uh, there must be people who are very 
open to the idea of doulas and birthing and nutrition and taking care of their and holistic health. But at least that was not my case. That was not in my case. And subhanAllah, now that I hear, now mashallah, I'm, I feel like, okay, alhamdulillah, I'm done with my birthing years. But just listening to you, are, whenever I come across these holistic health nutritionists or birthing stories, I'm like, maybe, you know, I should try one more. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, subhanAllah. I think we, subhanAllah, we, we, I think we take the health for granted. And again, it just reminds me the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu you know, take advantage of the five before five and your health before sickness. And sometimes when you are in that moment, you're so young, uh, like, you know, I was in, I was 21, I think, when I had my eldest. And you think that you're never going to get old and you are just in that prime age and, you know, nothing will ever happen to you. You're so healthy. So you take things for granted. And that's why I was like, oh, as long as I eat my, you know, fruits and vegetables and subhanAllah, like you said, first pregnancy, you are alone and you can look after yourself. But every other pregnancy after that, I, I'm not sure if you agree with me, uh, Iram. You know, the more kids you have, the birth gets easier, the labor gets relatively easier, but the pregnancy yeah. gets harder. True. That was my, you know, by the time my fifth and sixth pregnancy, I was like, the whole pregnancy, I was depressed. Oh my God, you know, I can't wait till this baby's out. Not only that, physically, I you get tired. Like ninth month, you can't do anything. I was literally just in bed, getting up, teach my class in bed, right? And I'm not sure. When I say to my friends, some of them say like they also experience this issue. I had spitting issue, you know? I used to carry a bottle with me. You didn't have that? Like I used to get like, you know, a lot of... Uh, saliva basically in my mouth like uh, it's not vomit but spitting so everywhere I go I carry this bottle with me yeah uh, basically I need to like I feel the urge to spit it out and I had it with my fifth pregnancy with my sixth pregnancy so I always used to carry this bottle and I'd be like you know and my kids would be like laughing and oh mom's doing her thing and but subhanallah pregnancy gets so much more difficult from your second child onwards but by the time I had my fifth child I realized that I should be number one not the baby I should be number one because I need to be 100% so I can look after all the other five right not just the the baby so that's when it really hit me like I started looking after myself without feeling guilty like if need be, go to uh, have shower three times a week because that's self-care, right? You're taking your time out and that's fine. You know, without like, sometimes you feel guilty just leaving all the kids there and go do your own thing. But that's when I started, no, actually you can't, you can't give up the guilt and start looking after yourself because everything else directly related to your health SubhanAllah, like you said, you know, when I had uh, postnatal depression, uh, then I spoke to the nutritionist again, and she's like, oh, you, you, you lack in magnesium. 
Like you need to take, you know, I had magnesium deficiency, vitamin deficiency, calcium deficiency. I think that happens to all women like who have six children or five children. I had every other deficiency, right? And they were directly affecting the way my body operates, the way my body runs, right? You feel low in energy, you feel oh, like depressed or you feel like, you know, just not energetic anymore. Like it's, it's, it's difficult when you don't feel 100%. It's difficult to keep showing up because you're just so low in your energy levels. And in order to prevent this, like, you know, our Dean is for prevention. It gives solutions, but it also puts, you know, system in place to prevent these things. And take care of your health, sisters. This is really crucial take care of your health from the first pregnancy get your calcium get your folic acid keep checking your um, vitamin levels and if you have to you know take those supplements right eat healthy try your best don't feel guilty about putting yourself first because if your health is gone then it's very difficult to claim that back it's very difficult so we want to prevent all these health issues and inshallah uh, raise healthy children as well mashallah right subhanallah and i'd like to thank sister aisha for today's informative session jazakumallah khair for your time and effort for inviting me over it was lovely talking to you inshallah and if you are tuning in to today's podcast, please join in the discussion in the comments section. We would love to hear your pregnancy stories, your birth stories. Have you experienced any health issues and these challenges? How did you overcome those? So please join in the discussion and share and forward this with friends and family who you think may benefit from today's talk, inshallah. Jazakumallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.